Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 today with Dallas and Michael. Uh, we are talking about cashes like tin food, companies like a veggie garden. Dallas, thanks, Michael. Must say, I love the I, I love the title. Would. I uh, I often come up with a title, and sometimes sometimes I come up with a title. I can just see you looking at me, thinking, "Oh no, <laughs> he's going to torture me today about some obscure thing." And then other times I come up with a title, and you read it, and you go. I, I know exactly what you mean. I don't know how you've come up with that, but yes, I've got you. So some some of is- some of Dallas's titles really like he, like he, I see the title and I go, oh, this is going to require so much effort. Like I'm going to have to reach down into yeah, yeah. there's yeah it's the be yeah, very the, philosophical the areas of your brain that, that have just been <laughs> like uh, <laughs> the light's been switched out for a while and and, and oh now I'm going to have to switch the light on in this area and yeah. actually and actually really really think yeah and I'm going to be worn out yeah I'm going to be worn out at the end yeah. of this podcast but today's topic yeah um I I you intuitively get it you I think I, it. I think I, I know think where you you're heading so, so I'll shut up me, and let you go let me explain so where this came from there's a there's a uh, there's a TV show and I think I might have talked about it before called Doomsday Preppers and I, I don't actually watch TV but I've, same thing I, I I heard of the concept and thought what a fascinating thing so there's all these Doomsday Preppers it's like a known thing where they are all preparing for the apocalypse basically and and and, and it's really interesting the TV show because they go here's you know it's all set in America here's Steve he lives in the the backwards of Maine his big fear is you know uh, it'll, it'll be, you know, some bizarre thing that there'll be uh, an invasion from, from Canada or something like Something in some of these are, are sort of bizarre where you go. But what's really interesting is they then, so these people have these fears that whether they've misguided or, you know, founded or not is, is a separate issue. But so they, they've got these fears of, of the apocalypse and, and everything going wrong, of doomsday coming. And so they're, they're preparing for that. And, and I saw a couple of these different, different things and, what was interesting to me is there was two sort of separate schools of thought and the one that makes more sense to me and the only one that makes sort of any sense to me is these people who, what they, what they then do is they basically, they, they move to a farm that they have uh, a long-term sustainable way to provide their own needs. So, you'll, you know, so you'll see this guy who's living in, in the backwoods and he's got, you know, he'll have a herd of a herd of goats and he'll have you know uh, a, a greenhouse where he grows all his vegetables and he'll have um, you know uh, a well where he can get access to fresh water and he'll have all these sorts of things and and that that intuitively makes sense to me um, because you're basically going if they're making a bet that the the world's coming to an end as we know it, the silos it, it's all going to be mm. you know um, like Mad Max you would want to be able to not just have fresh water next week and have fresh food next week you want to be able to set things up in a way where you've got that for the rest of your life and your kid's life and, and in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. There's some others that go, yeah, I think the world's going to end because of a you know nuclear um, war that escalates and blah, blah, blah. And so their response is, I'm going to build a bunker or I'm going to you know, do whatever or, you know, and, that, and I'm going to fill it with canned food. 
and and there's these people they've got like it's actually you got to you got to look at it it's hilarious mm. because they've they've spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars you know building basically storage sites for this tin food that's and you know the, the tin food that lasts it's going to last for you know 30 years or whatever it is and and they've got like basically the whole net worth of their life tied up in this tin mm. food and i just remember th- watching it thinking it's such a it's such a for some people, that obviously makes sense to them, but to me, it's a very flawed way to to try and prep for for doomsday. If if you think that the world is ending, and you're reliant on um, things from the current world, basically, you know, tinned food or you know things like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, it it's a very short term focus. It's, it's a very short term answer to a very long term problem, which is society's going to melt down. We're not going to have access to tinned food ever again. So. I'll store a heap of tin food versus society's going to melt down. I'm not going to have any access to food. So I'm going to set up my my home or my farm in a way where I can grow food and I can provide for myself and my family you know, basically forever and a day and, mm. and basically restart civilization. And so those are the two categories of doomsday prepper. And, and, and I think that's why you sort of know where I've gone with this is that's exactly the categories of people that, that we see and how they save for retirement. So, so one category of people will go. I need, um, you know, I need fifty thousand dollars a year um, for you know x amount of years. Therefore, I need that many dollars worth of cash. And they, mm. and they sort of seeing it as a stockpile of tin food. Where they go, mm. right, I'm going to eat three tins of food every day for the next, you know, five thousand days. Therefore, I need you know fifteen thousand tins of food. Mm. It's I can understand the logic and I can understand the reasoning. It's it's flawed for a number of reasons. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't tend to work. Is, is the is the main one. So like, if you're thinking I'm getting set up for retirement, what I need to do is I need to build up enough in in cash so that when that day comes when I retire, I can just drain the bank account slowly mm. over time and 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 hopefully I'll hopefully I'll pass away before I run out. There's a couple of issues with that. Is Number one, you've got to get an astronomical amount of money together. Number two, and this is the, the big silent one, is inflation. So even even if you if you think you're going to spend fifty grand in your first year of retirement, and you think I'll probably live for thirty years, so I'll get one point five million dollars in cash, and and that'll be enough. And I'll, I'll as long as I pass away before before thirty <coughs> years is up, I'll have enough. You're not accounting for the fact that things are going to get more expensive over time. And so so the analogy that I would use there is for these people who are, who are coming out with tin food. They've got, you know, it's it's them and maybe their kids, and they've got enough food for, for them and their kids to eat, and that's it. And so they're sort of, they're sort of hoping that there's nowhere else in civilization. They don't find anyone else who's survived this apocalypse, and that they're just going to run this thing into the ground, and they're going to die in forty years' time versus now. The way that I think of that that yeah. one yeah. is that that um, inflation is a phenomenon that that erodes your purchasing power over time. Yeah. So with tin food, yeah. um, you might have counted out, yeah. but time is going to erode some of those tins. That's actually a good point. Yeah. So, so the, the nutrients so that you thought you had in the, that tin the, food thirty years on, yeah, it's it, going to be eroded for yeah. some. And that's sort of the way that inflation works. That's, that's, a, that's probably a better analogy than <laughs> this very torch winding one. But yeah, you're right. I, when you've been speaking the whole time, um, I, for me, what resonates with me here is that um, is that Tin food is not renewable, yep. so it's finite. Yeah. So um, I eat 
you know, whatever tins there are, they're gone forever. Yep. Now, um, the veggie garden is... I'm harvesting renewable energy from the sun. If done correctly, you can have fresh veggies into perpetuity. Yep. What I also take out of this is you need both. So yep. you need so yep. so so um, if you're running this farm, yeah, uh, you want a little bit of of tin food, tin food, yep, and um, but you want most of your efforts to, to be put into, into the productive enterprise of yes. actually growing yeah. fresh veggies and yeah. and um, having a herd of goats and, and goats and yeah. things like that. So you yeah. want most of your energy to go into that. And yep. You want most of your Yep. of your resources. wealth and resources to be yep. in that. Yep. But, um, but the, like you say... Because it's renewable. Yes. Because it's renewable. Yeah. Every now and again, what happens is a drought yep. Yep. comes along. Yep. So, for that particular year, mm. or that particular harvest season, mm. the yeah, the drought means that we don't get the yield. Yeah. Um, in an extreme, we don't get any yield yep. in that particular year. What yep. we need to be able to do is dip back into the, into the pantry. Yeah. And, that's, and uh, that's, yeah. or the cave and eat some of that tin food. So, so that's where that's where I think of cash um, very very similarly. It's like it's 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 amazing if you're running if you're running a um, uh, a small little little farm like this. Yeah. Then then think of your money like that. You you want to have uh, about the level of cash that you'd have. Yep. In the yep. cupboard yep. in tin food. <laughs> that's right. And you'd want to have. About the level of your resources in or your yep. money yep. in um, things that are going to generate yep. a, a a return Renewal. or a yield into perpetuity yes. into perpetuity yep. because yep. done correctly yes um, you know I have the majority of my money in the good quality companies of yep. Australia and the world uh, that pays me enough to be able to eat every single year yes. and to live off every yep. single year without actually depleting the farm without depleting the companies without selling any of those companies yep. Um, yeah, there are times. Mm. There are times when 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 um, there's a there's a drought, yeah. a market downturn. Yep. Um, I have to dip back into that cash. Now that 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 cash again is is that's something. It's a depletable asset. Mm. So you know that you're never going to get the interest that you need off yep. the cash. Yep. It's something that's going to deplete over time and needs to be topped up. Yep. Uh, in that in that situation. That's exactly exactly the the thought process I had watching watching the show, and I, and I think that you touch on a point there with the um, thinking of your your your, your companies that you've as, as we've outlined. Most people need the majority of their retirement savings invested in in high quality companies that are going to. And that's I think this touches on the point here is people leading up to retirement um, don't take into account the fact that those companies the they make profits every year. And and you receive dividends every year. You receive a share of those profits. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is, especially while we're accumulating for retirement, we, we think of it as 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 a as a thing that's for the future, which it is. But mm-hmm. but the whole point of of this is that um, it's not just you know the, the, if if you were looking at just price movement, you would be going okay. Well, I can't. I don't have time to to worry about. How big my veggie garden is going to be in thirty years' time? Mm. Because I need to eat next year. The, the point that we're, we're sort of that I think we're touching on here is you want you want enough in your veggie garden so that you are you are able to you can harvest from that every year. So the point mm. of your of your companies is that 
in in most years they will make profits you will receive dividends now separate to that their share price may be up down or sideways that's Mm. kind of irrelevant to the fact that i just need enough veggies to eat each year Mm. now as you touched on there if there's a drought if there's something comes through bugs come through and eat all your veggies you need some tinned food to get through those times but the the point of the veggie garden the point of your companies in retirement is is not to you know, it's not to grow over the whole 30 years. It's to provide you that sustainable, renewable food source every every year throughout retirement with a bit of assistance from your tin food in the pantry. Mm. And that's that's how we sort of think of it. So, again, to continue a tortured analogy here, it, it's not these these doomsday preppers. They're not planting trees that are that are not going to, um, you know, they're not planting stuff that's not going to develop for 30 years. They're not going to they're not going to go and plant a stand of pine trees and go, well, in 30 years' time, there'll be some wood for that, so mm-hmm. that's really useful. They're planting things that they know that there's going to be some variability in outcomes. I'm going to have good mm-hmm. years and bad years, but I know that that is the only way that I can sustainably continue to have a reliable food source over mm-hmm. over many years is, is, that, is to make that choice to put all of my... We'll put the majority of my energy and my resources into something that is going to be more volatile, but it's going to be sustainable. It's going to be renewable. It's something that can continue on and that can compound over time. I can keep putting more energy and more resources into uh, into this farm, and and it will it will grow and, and develop in and of itself. Whereas, if I'm just accumulating tin food, mm. not only am I not only is there a finite amount to how much I've, I've accumulated there, but but the tins that I bought ten years ago, if if, if the, the apocalypse doesn't come for ten years. Mm. Those those tins that I bought ten years ago are ten years older. They're ten mm. years less less good, and I think that's the point you touch on there with that. The nutritional value of the tin food goes down over time. That's what inflation does. Yeah. Is that if I've accumulated, if I'm accumulating cash for my retirement, not only do I need a lot more, but if I'm accumulating and it's ten years out, the cash that I have that I accumulate now is is actually far less valuable in ten years' time, mm. and it's it's far far less valuable in thirty years' time when yeah. I actually when I really need to eat it. And if you're listening to this thinking, what the <laughs> heck are these two idiots talking about? What the, I, Yeah, I, I came onto this podcast to try and learn a bit about money and yeah, learn how I might retire. Think of this like reps. Think of this like training. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, think of it. Think of it like if you can, if, if this helps you at all to use that analogy yeah. to say, okay, yeah. yeah, if I was running a small farm, yeah. What I'd probably have about ninety percent of my resources yeah. um, out there working for me, yeah. but subject to yeah. you know, to to, yeah. to droughts and things like that. Yeah. But probably only have about ten percent or less yeah. of my resources in. Yeah. Um, that's about the the that's about the the mix of food that you need on your plate. Yeah. Um, to use another metaphor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to 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 what we see as um, our average client, yeah. what they need to be invested in. And then about generally speaking, yeah. You know, Again, this is most the majority advice, yeah. of their money yeah. um, needs yeah. to be in growth assets that go up or down, go up more than they go down, but that at times they go down sharply and hang around down there. They need the majority of their money and resources in that, and yeah. only a very little bit in the in the in the cash and fixed interest. So if that helps you think of it like that, yeah. Then that's a good thing. Um, yeah. Uh, and and look if it if it if it helps you if it helps you think um, during the next downturn w- w- why are we doing this if this if this somehow you get this picture in your head yep. of this oh yeah I, I know this to get a drought yeah it's just a drought yeah and um, then that's a good thing yeah see this is this is why and and 
Nicola won't be listening to this podcast at all, but my, my wife, Nicola, always, I've said it before, gives me a hard time about analogies and creating very long and tortured analogies. But, but thank you for giving me the pat on the back for this analogy. <laughs> Hopefully it helps people out there. And, uh, and if not, I don't know, I'll try another one next week. So. Yeah, and if you need some help, of course, determining how much to put into the farm and how much to put in the pantry, yeah. certainly give us just, a just, holler just, at podcast at mo50.com.au. Just to clarify, if you need actual help with farming, don't don't ring us at all. <laughs> this, is, this is not a genuine farm thing. I had a veggie garden for about one week during COVID and everything died. So, so don't be ringing me about actual farming. But when it comes to your retirement planning, these these are the kinds of the trade-offs and the decisions that we, we do help people make. So... Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.